Welcome to the Sober Fanboy. I'm your host, John Jeremy. Today, I have my special guests, Allison, Emmett, and Angie from the mental health and recovery field, coming to talk about their journey, stigma, and some resources that could benefit you. like to welcome everybody to uh, the podcast. I'm your host, John Jeremy. And today we have a very special podcast. I got a group of people that are coming through to talk about some stuff that has to do with recovery. I got my friend Allison here, and she set this whole thing up, so that's awesome. Say hi, Allison. Hi. Excellent. <laughs> and we also have her classmates, Angie and Emmett, along. You guys can say what's up. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Excellent. So, um, all right. So I'm going to start this off with uh, a little introduction. So you can go ahead and tell people. I'll start with Allison. Allison, you know, you could just, you know, introduce yourself a little bit and then uh, we'll start a conversation. You know, we could start off with who you are and everything, you know, and then we'll go into like maybe some of these questions, which is a little bit of a different format. Sure. Um, so first, I just want to thank you. And also, um, Emmett's my peer mentor and Angelina works with I'm a peer mentor at Mercy, so I'm really thankful for all of you guys working with me on this. Um, so I'm Allison. Um, I, uh, I'm going to start nursing school in the fall at Westchester Community College. And um, I was involved in this project because I've had personal experience with mental health and addiction issues. And I wanted to spread awareness about what's been happening in this country, especially during this pandemic and um, with people of all ages. And um, mental health and addiction issues have gotten worse during this pandemic. And I feel like it's important to talk about these issues because I feel like there's like a stigma towards talking about them. Um, I just want to let you guys know that all of us are coming from a peer advocate point of view. So no, none of us are professionals. We just think it's important to talk about this. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Excellent. Thank you. That was a really good introduction. So you want to tell everybody <laughs> where you go to school? Um, yes, I go to Westchester Community College, and uh, I am going to start nursing school in the fall, so I'm really excited about that. That's excellent. That's awesome. So that's what you're studying. You're studying nursing? Yes, oh. and um, I'd like to eventually go into be a psychiatric nurse practitioner down the line because um, I think it's, I don't know, I, I because I've it's kind of my passion to go into nursing because I've had so much personal experiences with these issues yeah that's that's awesome what exactly does that entail when you go into the the psychiatric field like what exactly would you be doing with that um so you can either work at a hot like a clinic or a mm -hmm. hospital um or you could eventually have your own practice that includes like prescribing medicine or um having talk therapy with uh different patients that's excellent. That's awesome. I mean, I have my own experience with psychiatric wards. I've been into the rehab. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, me too. <laughs> everybody has been very nice to me. I remembered when they had to administer some things for me to take when uh, they they uh, when I had to go into detox and stuff like that. Every mm -hmm. morning they'd wake me up and I'd have to go out and uh, take something. I forgot what they gave me though. I'm trying to remember, mm -hmm. but can't really remember off the bat, but. I'm sure there's a lot of different medicines that they use to try to help you. Yeah, because, you know, I, I didn't really realize until I came in, you know, I got, 
I got somewhat of a little bit of a crash course in education and, um, you know, when it came to the uh, the whole addiction thing, like I didn't know that you could die from like alcohol withdrawals. So basically mm -hmm. they were just trying to keep me from like not dying. <laughs> mm. I'm, yeah. glad, I'm glad they did. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, definitely. So you want um, exactly what, wanted why did you you know want to be involved with what you're doing now with this project and everything that's going on with this um well i think that a lot of times when people are struggling they isolate and including myself i've had experience with that um and i think it's i think that still in this country mm -hmm. like there's a big stigma towards mental health and addiction um yeah i mean when i first i mean i'm also I'm sober, and um, when I first came become sober, I only had like this image of what um, an alcoholic or an addict is, and I think it's just like important to talk about how like you know people are not alone in struggling with this, and that like normal whatever normal means <laughs> um, people like struggle with this, um, and that like they're not alone, and that, that there's resources out there available to help people. Yeah, totally. Do you feel like you have now like a different, are you coming from like a different perspective being yourself that you had had experience with this? Yeah, I mean, I think um, I'm able to like sympathize or empathize with people better uh, and know that just like everyone has their own struggles and um, like you never really know what someone's going through yeah. and usually when um, they're like silent and isolating that's when you want to try to help that person yeah no completely i mean i know for myself like i um started to go back to therapy for a general anxiety disorder and uh you know talking with my therapist he had mentioned that um during our first intake that he was going to push me he says you know and and he said as we progress i might push you maybe a little bit and you might he says you might you know get angry or something like that but he goes i'm not going to do that right now but he's like i'm going to try to push you and things like that so you know i remember during me going before going to another session with him i was thinking about that and i was just like i wonder if uh i wonder if he has general anxiety i wonder if he knows what it's like to actually have that because like for me like having it i feel like i can't you know i know it's the i know what's happening isn't real but the effects are real. Like, I really mm. honestly feel like I can't breathe. I feel like someone's choking me. So, like, you mm. know, I'm wondering if he knows what that feels like. So somebody, like, you know, going into the field with having maybe those issues, you know, have something, just a different perspective, uh, experience to, to come in and to, like, you know, sit with someone and say, no, I actually, you know, I have it too, you know, definitely uh, changes the, that, the dynamic of it you know, being able to talk to somebody and, and come from that side of it as well, you know, if I, and also for myself, like keeping that open mind that like he has education, he knows what he's talking about. But also a part of me, like, it'd be nice, though, you know, it'd be nice if you yeah. had that, you know, um, because then it just give it a little uh, not that I would trust him more, but it would definitely change the dynamics from for me coming as a patient, you know. No, definitely. I mean, my, uh, I have a therapist and I highly recommend therapy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, she's dealt with depression before. So it helps knowing that she has that, that, um, that experience as well. So I totally get what you're saying. 
Oh wow! So she oh so she understands that. Yeah, it definitely changes it a bit. Like, I don't know. I just <coughs> definitely feel feel a lot more closer. I guess if that's if that's the way. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Excellent. We're gonna continue this. I think um, just with some stuff on my mind. I think I wanna I wanna ask you guys some things or whatever. Sure. But uh, can we? I'm gonna go on with our with our next guest since there's two other people here, and then we'll we'll get into this. Uh, can I can I go over to Angie? Angie, how's it going? Hi, hi everyone. Um, just, I guess I'll introduce myself. Um, my name is Angie. I currently am a junior um, at Mercy College, mm-hmm. along with Emmett. Me and Emmett both go to Mercy, and we work for Team STEM, which is a wonderful program. Awesome. We serve us as uh, peer mentors. I know um, Ali is one of uh, Emmett's peer mentees, and then. Uh, I met Ali because she actually came to one of my workshops that I uh, I did with another peer mentor um, that already graduated. But um, yeah, she came on and she was really friendly. Um, such a great, she was, she's just awesome. And uh, we got into a conversation um, and she like detailed me about this uh, project and I really thought it was interesting. And I wanted to hop on and because I just I just love hopping on to everything. Um, I'm like a big yes person. So I try to help as much as I can. And Emmett always like tells me that that's my weakness, that I, I literally overwork myself sometimes. But I do it for the good of everyone. I, I really just want to help everyone and make sure everyone's OK. Um, and with that being said, um, I'm a bio major. I, um, I recently uh, switched into the biomedical sciences track. Uh, uh, so, um, basically I want to go to med school. That's like my, my biggest dream to become a doctor. And I just, I just love people. I just love to help as much as I can. Uh, that's like my biggest resolve. I, that's like my biggest, um, push to be a doctor. I just don't want anyone to feel alone. And I want everyone to, to feel like they have somebody and, you know, I want to be that someone for someone. Some, so there's so many people out here who don't really have family. They may not have friends. So I, I want to be that person, you know, that's here to help them, to guide them, uh, to to just be there for them. Sometimes you just need a shoulder, right? A shoulder to cry on. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's, that's a little bit about me. <laughs> well, that's excellent. That's so commendable, you know, to be actually going into a, something that with, with a passion like that to want to help people and get in there and be like, all right, you know. I'm going to do this, you know, with with that type of intention. It's a great, you know, it's really awesome. That's really great. Thank and you. Uh, so with the do- with the doctorate, you know, what exactly would you be doing? Or what's your aim? You said it was your dream, you know, to do mm-hmm. this. So exactly describe your dream. Describe like what what would so what what would a day in, in in the life after you get what you get well how would you would would you be like sitting in an office and someone comes in you go to someone else and do something like you know what would what's your dream what's your dream day like as a doctor <laughs> so um yeah so the field that i want to get into is everything like um into cardiology i love the heart i love the human heart mm. like the human heart literally like pumps us it keeps like blood and oxygen flowing through us and i think that's amazing i think the human body is just amazing yeah um and i want to be a surgeon i want to be a cardiothoracic surgeon um i have like a history of heart heart problems in my family uh so that's what also got me interested in that i I really want to help 
and make sure you know my family's alive <laughs> uh, but other than that um i just uh sometimes you know um i think about like my dream and every time my dream is evolving like i definitely of course want to be a doctor that's my number one i definitely want to be in my office like you know just programming my next surgery like looking at my patients uh vitals and so forth but i also am into the idea of possibly maybe even teaching um i'm all about you know being here and molding the minds of the next generation that's why i also like to do peer peer mentoring um i like to get a like a, a perspective from you know incoming freshmen and sophomores um or like you know people who are younger than me um you know see where their minds are at and see how i can help because the person i am today honestly i have to attribute it to the many professors many faculty mm-hmm. many like mentors that i've had um you know that helped shape my my journey and my dream and helped me get to where i am um and i'm thankful for that and the least i can do is do the same so you know possibly you know teaching at a medical school um maybe teaching at, at a college if i do get a, a masters um cuz i also want to do something with public health as well i think nice. public health is a is a very big um problem area that we have in the united states not only here but in the rest of the world uh you know a lot of people don't have access to healthcare they don't have you know the resources that they need for healthcare um or you know some like some people have pre-existing conditions and if you have a pre-existing condition you don't really qualify to have healthcare mm. um and i think that that's just really sad um we shouldn't discriminate anyone for what they have you know we like a lot of times it it just sucks that a lot of hospitals um a lot of doctors treat like patients is like walking money bags and i think that, that that shouldn't be it you know we dedicate ourselves and we're we're like throwing away our lives to help other people like my life is no longer my life anymore it's the life of all my patients my life like mm. belongs to them and i think that we just have to really be dedicated on that um and we have to do whatever we can to save people that's that's what this profession is we're here to save people we're here to keep that human body going so possibly you know maybe chasing um a masters in public health learning more about public uh health policies how can i change them i'm really big about universal healthcare i think that should be a big thing i think i think it's amazing um and i you know i want to pursue that so possibly like doing that as well maybe um going into a little bit of politics um in that uh you know talking to people i love meeting people um you know my dream day is just me being surrounded by a lot of people and and doing so many things That's awesome. You actually you touched on so many things that I was just like, yeah, I'm like that's that's so true, you know? I mean, and your dream, you it seems like you as you were talking about it, it progressed from, you know, doing this then going on here like, you know, you're you're already streamlining, you know, that life. And which is awesome. This is great. That's what that's why I think like, you know, I always feel like whatever anybody wants and dreams and feel like they they want to accomplish, they can accomplish. It's all it's all achievable, you know? It just determines the you know what we're willing to do, right? Nothing, you know, it takes just as much work for me to really do nothing and to be nowhere and you know that energy could be used to like actually changing that and getting what I want to get because it does it for me like when I was addicted and I was out there and I was like, you know, 
the opposite of you, you know, opposite. I was, I was homeless. I was, you know, in the streets and everything like that. Like that took energy. You know, I could have easily have taken that energy and put it into something scholastic and, you know, been able to achieve whatever I want, would, would have wanted to achieve at that time. So that's awesome. And I think also like, you know, you talking about the, the healthcare, like I, I heard somebody at that maybe it was the Joe Rogan podcast. Some someone on there was talking about how like you know we shouldn't have anybody hungry. You know we shouldn't have anybody here in America, like you know homeless or hungry. Like we have enough food and we got enough, you know, assets to be able to you know house people and feed people. And the same goes with the healthcare. You know I feel like we do have enough people and and things like that that we can you know try to figure something out like as you said because somebody gets turned away because they're they already have something else that's kind of like kicking someone while they're down you know it's like oh well you're already kind of messed up so guess what now we're not going to help you with this other thing anyway because you have this other thing and it's like whoa now it's like two things it's like great i really appreciate that <laughs> i i totally get that's awesome my um i have a right bundle blockage in my heart I've been to the cardiologist a lot and I discovered that and uh, from what they say it's nothing it's not a big deal it's just saying that like one one side of my heart is like fatter the valves are fatter that's all that means like it doesn't mean like uh, it's, it's something to be concerned about or things like that but um you know my father passed away four years ago from a heart attack you know he was a healthy guy you know there was nothing wrong with him it just was his time I believe that to be his you know and what I believe, like, it was just his time to, to go. And, like, you know, I think, you know, that is awesome because you can explain to people and talk to people. And the heart, like, I when as soon as you said, you know, cardiologist and working with the heart and everything, like, I remember hearing somebody say once, which I don't know if it's true. So, I mean, and you're a student, so I'm not sure you have the answer. But someone said, you know, they can tell you how the heart works, but they can't tell you, like, why meaning like the meaning of that was i guess supposed to be profound meaning that like the heart is beating but like there's no reason for it to be beating they could tell you how it's beating but the reason why it's beating they say that they can't so i'm not sure if you have that answer i mean i don't know <laughs> you oh can tell yeah me why i, I hear that a lot um it's i think it's like more, mainly because you know we feel so many emotions in our heart that we can't explain medically you know like yeah. you can't explain love medically. You can't explain sadness or happiness medically. Um, I mean, you could try because of course there's like pheromones and, and all of that. And, you know, um, all like, you know, neurotransmitters that, that like in your brain that sort of give you that emotion, but you can't, you can't really like explain why your heart feels that way or why you feel the way you do when you get a heartbreak or why, like, let's say you have like a heartbreak, your heart does ache. Um, I, it's more attributed to that sense that there's that the heart yeah it keeps us beating right um we have like you know uh, the oxygen the oxygenated blood coming in you know oxygenated blood coming out yeah like we're, we know like what happens what are the steps with that but we don't know like why we feel the way we do or why our heart reacts to to different things mm. but that I feel like that's what that that saying is like attributing to <laughs> that's awesome thanks so much for sharing that Thank you so much. So why did you want to get involved with this project that's happening? Yeah. So when Ali told me about this, I think that it was like an amazing, I commend her, an amazing project. I commend her for like taking this on. And it's just like, you know, a lot of times uh, people just can't really talk about how they feel or, you know, 
you know, mental health in general is just really stigmatized. There's a lot of countries where, you know, if you tell someone, yeah, I'm going to therapy, they look at you with disgust. Um, and, you know, people think that, you know, mental health is just not really a, a, a branch of, of either medicine or a branch of like discussion uh, or, you know, something that should be discussed. Um, many people just stigmatize it and look at it as, okay, you need help because you feel sad or, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel like there's not as many resources out there for mental health. Um, I currently, like, for example, I, um, I am like president of the student council of my school. And currently my oh. team and I were working with the peer counseling center at, uh, or the counseling center in general at mm-hmm. Mercy. And we met with um, some of the, the counselors there. And we literally like, we're trying to like, trying to build in a peer um, component as in there. Because mm-hmm. I'm really, I'm really big on peer advocacy. And I'm really big on like, the peer being the first step. You know, I feel like a lot of students may have like, you know, a little bit of trouble talking to, let's say, like a, a counselor, actually, or maybe like a, a psychologist, a psychologist, excuse me. Um, so I feel like they, they have a lot of trouble, you know, and, and having that peer, you know, to talk about them, to talk about like problems with them is a really good segue. And it gets like, you know, people more comfortable. Um, and, you know, we're working on ways to, to advertise the counseling center more to like let students know, you know, it's OK to talk to somebody. Um, you know, you can't, sometimes you need help. You can't do it all by yourself. I, I've, I've been learning that on, like, on my journey that, you know, I, I can't really do everything by myself. You know, sometimes I need, mm-hmm. I need some help. And I feel like that's, that's um, a big thing that I, I want to work on. And I just, you know, I just want people to be okay with expressing themselves, to be okay with feeling how they feel. You know, if you feel like, you know, depressed, it's okay. You know, you don't have to be happy all the time. And I think people forget that a little bit, that they don't have to, to be okay. They don't have to be happy all the time. It's okay to not be okay. And I want, you know, I want that to be out there to let people know, you know, it's okay to, to be sad. It's okay to feel all these emotions and it's okay to seek others for help on that. Oh, wow. That, that's so funny that you mentioned that last part because like I had put a post that said, it's so, uh, you know, that it's okay to ask for help. You know, that was it. That's all I wrote. It's okay to ask for help. And like, you know, everyone was like cool with it, except one of my friends who happens to be kind of a little negative sometimes. So they were just made a comment on it and they were just saying how like, you know, it's all good, whatever, whatever saying. But like, you know, realistically trying to say something like, you know, it's not okay or something to ask for help. And I was like, okay, dude, like, you know, that's in your world. Like, that's how your world is. Like, you know, in my world that it's okay to ask for help. It's okay not to be okay. I just did like, um... Uh, you know, my place of worship, we did like a six week series. And basically, that's what it was about saying that it's okay not to be okay. You're you're allowed to like, in fact, that it's part of, you know, my higher powers plan that when I go through these hard times, it's supposed to be the hard times. It's supposed to be that. So like me trying to escape it, or that's why I drank and drug and ate and you know, you know, did any type of way to escape myself um, from trying to actually go through those feelings. And like, you know, that's a great way to say that to like, you know, tell people that no, man, like this is actually part of being human. I actually just watched um, that movie, uh, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, which is uh, uh, Mr. Rogers, uh, uh, like a true story about Mr. Rogers and stuff had less to do with him and more about the other another guy that was like interviewing him. 
And it was really awesome because Mr. Rogers would always say, you know, it's okay to be angry. Like he, his whole thing was like, he actually talked to kids about it's okay to like people die or like, you know, it's okay to be upset. Like, you know, how do we handle this? How do we get through this? And like, I was so amazed because I never really knew that about him. So I went on a like YouTube uh, black hole, just going through videos of watching his old, old things of him and seeing how he talked and how he was. And it was like, wow. So yeah, it's okay to be, <laughs> it's okay to not be okay. So thank you so much for sharing. We're going to circle back because you guys have been talking about some themes that I want to have a question for all of you at the end of it. But let's get to my third person here, Mr. Emmett, if you'd like to introduce yourself and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you go to school, good stuff. Hi, uh, uh, I'm Emmett, and uh, Allison and Angie have both uh, talked about me a bit. Uh, I am I'm going to Mercy College right now. Awesome. Uh, I did go to I did go to WCC. Um, I went I went to Mercy because of the STEM program that I'm currently working for as a peer mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm a junior. I don't know. I haven't kept track. I'm 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 doing what's in front of me basically. Uh, I'm a psych major. And I mean, what else? I I don't. Uh, I what? Uh, I don't know. Nice. Tell tell me about this. That just kind of that just <laughs> that just kind of sums me up. Uh, as far as psych goes, yeah. Um, I've always in high school and like I I've I found out that I'm very good at learning things, and uh, like that's like I know a lot about. I know a lot about a lot of things, mm-hmm. but I found that I found that I'm good at learning and I didn't really know what I wanted to do coming out of high school. Yeah. And it took a couple of years off and I actually went and saw a therapist around that time and having, having the therapist help me work through my own issues. I have PTSD and anxiety and depression because of it, mm-hmm. but having, having worked through with the, with the, with the psychologist, I was like, I can learn what you're doing. I can learn what this is and I could learn how to apply that for other people as well. So that's, I decided I wanted to go into psychology. And also when I was younger, I saw the criminal minds. I saw this, I was like profiling. So cool. Catch the bad guy, all that stuff. (laughs) But thankfully, thankfully I, I, I realized that the reason I thought that was the reason I thought that was cool was because in the end it's, it's helping whether or not it's assisting somebody through the darkest time in their life and, and giving them and, and giving them opportunities to, to help themselves or helping people who are a danger to themselves and others mm. by removing them from potentially dangerous situations. Either way, I, I figured out that I could, I could do these things. I had the ability to learn psychology and that I could apply that to other to other people other <laughs> situations responsibly um so yeah uh right now I'm really fascinated with uh conspiracy theories and the whole QAnon stuff um yeah. as as we've seen it's blown up and I even did a I did a um thankfully my junior seminar class allowed me to actually do a bunch of research on it and I wrote a pretty pretty good paper uh, on it. 
That's awesome. But, I just watched on HBO Max the uh, Into the Storm. I think it's called. Yeah, I was thinking about watching that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It covered it covered a lot. I mean, I I knew zero about it, and now I know less than zero about it. So I can't say <laughs> I can't say I've done any research, but uh, documentaries is my thing if I'm interested in the subject. So. That's Absolutely. A, Look, yeah. That's... Any any opportunity to learn is always something fantastic in my mind. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. Um, the books I have are like more about like learning about something than stories. Um, actually, mm. yeah, all all like whatever books I have, you know, it's all about like you know, pretty much like learning. I guess you know, I don't know if it's psychology, but you know, it's just pretty much learning anything new. Whatever books are more like you know for that. And uh, yeah, the in psychology that, is awesome. That's like yeah. major. That's like you know the whole. That's pretty much you know the brain. The the brain, how it works, why it works, why people, what could happen to someone. Um, I think I heard a doctor say once that uh, if the heart, the heart that loves and and holds all, all this, you know, emotion and everything, if if it did exist, it would be in the mind. It would be in the brain. Mm-hmm. And it's very true because, you know, the, the, without the mind and the brain, like I am, you know, I, you cut my limbs off or whatever, like, you know, I'll be able to survive, you know, with those things. But without the mind, when the mind is lost, there's nothing really else left to, that can be done. And I think that's that's the whole point of this, what everyone is here for, you know, for this particular thing that, you know, we're all together here. And you guys had this underlining issue, you know, talking about like helping people, which I think is awesome. I think it's beyond yeah. great, dude. Like that's that's great. What um what why did you want to get involved in this project in particular? This is this um Allison brought it up to me as something that she wanted to do and talk about and being being the mentor in the situation. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to I'm I'm absolutely not going to tell her no, don't do this, don't try to talk about mental health and and stuff like that. But as far as my involvement goes uh it sounded like she wanted a helping hand and she wanted um somebody to help clear and direct and help shape this thing that she wanted to do and at the end of the day mm-hmm. i was talking to somebody the other day i just want like my whole goal in psychology in just existing on this planet mm-hmm. is to put something back positive into it it doesn't i don't have to like become a millionaire and and make money off of some like get rich quick psychology idea or theory i don't need to um i don't need to oh god i don't need to take down a serial killer thank you i got i got some uh help from the peanut gallery Uh, i don't i don't i don't need to do something famous or noteworthy i just want to i just want to give back to the world in any way, shape or form. If that means working with somebody individually, if that means that means giving some worthwhile, if that means saying hi to somebody on the subway, that's about it. I want to leave a pot net positive existence. So helping out in initiatives that help other people. And if this actually gives awareness, if this helps people think about their own space, I'm a thousand percent on board. Wow. That's so that's really awesome. That's that's really awesome and commendable for all you guys to be on 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 board with that. Every single one of you has talked has talked about 
helping people. And this is exactly why, you know, I was able to get involved with this podcast so I can have, like, I didn't even realize I did it to be honest, because a lot of times, you know, not, it used to be most times and it, and it's short and it, and it lessened a lot to now, you know, there's times, a good amount of times that I do things for selfish reasons. So I started a podcast because I just wanted to just start a podcast and speak on, do something creative unknowingly that opened up a platform for other people to come and to share and not only, you know, help other people help, help themselves and, and, and continue that chain going on. So I, I commend you guys. And I'm, I'm actually honored to have you guys on here because this is amazing to have a bunch of people that all, you know, streamline that they're here to help, you know, you guys want to help, you know, we have a nurse, cardiologist, you know, psychologist, like we have all these people here that are, you know, the next generation for the for the next generation you know what i'm saying so that's completely that's so awesome but i i did have there's there's a, a theme going on so maybe i can go down the line with all of you starting with ali that all you guys talked about stigma you know every one of you had mentioned stigma 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 so i was thinking in my mind okay like you know what in your field of expertise or your experience what exactly would you What's what's a stigma? What kind of stigma would you be wanting to go against in your whatever you feel is 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 stigmatized that we sh we need to normalize that it's okay? I'll start, I'll start with Allie. Um. So I think that especially with anxiety and depression, mm -hmm. that there's um a stigma that like there's something wrong with that person, um mm. and like. For me, like with my depression, um, like people don't always know how to interact with me because I sometimes isolate or I don't know what to talk about. Or um, And I think that like if more people were just educated on like just to keep reaching out or just to like send, you know, like sweet messages or to... Um, you know, hang out with that person even when they're not feeling okay, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's really important just because, um, I don't know, I think, like, with depression and anxiety and any other mental health problem, like schizophrenia or ADHD, you know, like, um, that, like, or if someone has to take medicine, like, there's that there's something wrong with that person. But I think that when people take medicine or they talk to someone, it actually makes them stronger. Um, and like what, uh, what Angelina was talking about before, um, about, uh, how not being okay is okay. Um, and I think that just being able to talk about that and to spread that, like knowledge that like, you know, not every day is going to be perfect. And like, especially people who deal with mental health problems, like it's, what? Um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I guess that's just, just like, and also with addiction that like, um, it, uh, addiction doesn't have to be with people who are older. Like, you know, I've met people who have gone into sobriety who are 14, um, cause they got into the drugs and alcohol really, um, uh, really early. Um, and that like, it's okay that that person has an issue that like, um, it's okay if you relapse, you know, it's just like, um, 
people knew more about just like like issues of the mind in general. Um, I think that there would be more supportive community um, and like they, people would know how to interact with those people better. So. That's awesome. That's a great answer. Thank you so much. Oh, I mean, it's, so, it's so true, though, because, uh, you know, I, you know, I, people would think that the alcoholic is the Bowery bum, right? The guy that's outside, he's he's passed out, he's he's homeless and all that. But like an alcoholic, for example, looks just like me, you know, a person. And and also young people, my, my sponsor had came in uh, 18 years old, and that was over 12 years ago. So, you know, he stayed and I had a sponsee once that was 16. So, you know, doesn't discriminate. Race, age, gender, religion, background, any of that stuff. So it's so true. It the stigma. It's like it comes. It comes with this package that uh, TVs and movies and music and books kind of put out. But um, it's beyond that. So thanks so much for that. And is Angie, Angie, are you there? Yeah, I am. Sorry. <laughs> no, no worries. Uh, if you have any input on, I just was asking about stigmas. Do you have anything to say about that? Like any any that you think of or. Yeah, um, I know that personally, like some of like the stigma that I've been running, like, uh, or like have run into, um, I know like with my own like mental issues, um, like I've had, um, like I've always, like I've gone through an eating disorder. Let's just say that mm -hmm. I've gone through an eating disorder and I've always like, um, I've always like faced like some stigma where like a lot of people think that, okay, no, like you don't look like you go through an eating disorder. You're like, so this, or like, you don't like a lot of times, you know, what we see or what we see on TV of, of people going through eating disorders, you usually see like, you know, the, the, like, like a Caucasian girl who has like some family problems, like get into an eating disorder, but it goes more than that. I'm, there's like, I like a lot of people that I've met from eating disorders are not like Caucasian or don't come from, you know, a background or they're not doing it just to get attention. Mm. Uh, like personally for me, I, the reason why I got into my eating disorder is that I just, I just got a lot of stress and like, I've, I've always had low self-confidence in myself. Um, and sometimes, you know, a lot of things that I've gone through weren't really in my control and, you know, eating was the only thing I could control. So that's what I did. And, um, I mean, I've, I have my days sometimes, you know, I still like, you know, go into my bouts where I, I literally like don't eat or all I drink is just like liquids and that's it. Or I sometimes I like, you know, I get my body dysmorphic. Like I still have body dysmorphia a lot. Mm. Um, you know, I have my days, but, you know, I have better days now. I have much more better days than bad days. And, you know, I just like it. It just doesn't ever go away. Um, a lot of people think that, you know, okay, yeah, like, you know, you can just eat and that's it. Like you, the problem's done, but it's, it's not that, um, it's more than that. Um, you know, sometimes the people you hang around with trigger that, you know, even small, like, like small little comments today, like a, a small little comment, like, um, or like if like talking about like your clothing or, or anything, um, could like literally trigger, not like trigger people. Like I know sometimes like little comments have triggered me. Um, or like, you know, passive aggressive comments from like family members and so forth. Um, you know, and, and it, ne it never really leaves you. It's still there. You know, that voice sometimes is still there, but you know, it's, it's just like, it's up to everyone's like, like person on how they deal with it or like, you know, um, 
it's just it just depends on how you yourself deal with it um like when I get into that mindset I'm just like wait no like I cannot eat like I if I don't eat I'm not going to be able to function I'm not going to be able to to get to where I want to be like if I can't help myself how can I help others you know um but yeah <laughs> wow thank you so much for sharing that I I myself also have slight issues with slight dysmorphia and um that's what I wanted to kind of ha have your thoughts and ideas with you guys I don't know if you heard like I was watching that Demi Lovato documentary and she talks about relapsing and as I'm watching it she talks about her food issues and she says like you know or like you know her friends were talking about like you know oh like if she had a cookie like you know you had to sit with her because she's so like guilt ridden with it you know and I was like wow because that happened to me the the other two a couple of days ago a Sunday at a meeting like you know I got a, had a cookie in the morning and I'm just like oh you know I lost you know 50 pounds and 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 uh, and I maintained it for a couple of years now and like you know but like even the thought of like oh I had a cookie like it, it, it the cookie shouldn't be on my mind for hours later do yeah. you know what I mean like it sh 100%. that's not that's not healthy that that that's the whole point like when we talk about mental health the health is the big word because it's like what's healthy and what's unhealthy so um I I mean thank you so much for for mentioning that and talking about that and um uh, you know the thing is that like i wish all everything we're talking about like individually i could talk to you guys for hours on it i wish we like had like so much time to talk like more and more about the in depth into this so maybe somehow we'll figure stuff out maybe i can get you guys on to come on and speak individually about things we'll see what happens in the future but um i really appreciate you touching on that because that is a huge thing in my life and uh I know that, you know, a lot of people out there listening have uh, a lot of my friends also trust me. They all have food issues as well. So I can't keep food in the house. And I, I don't even think a lot of people know that. I don't even think I've ever mentioned that. Um, if I if I keep stuff in the house, like I'll eat the whole thing. So it's just it's my thing. I got to I, I, I'm handling it the best way I can now. And if I find better ways to handle it, I'll adopt that into my lifestyle. So thanks angie and Emmett, do you have any any thoughts or anything about stigma and um do you guys think that stigma is just another like word for stereotype would that be safe to say or not safe to say or um well just thinking out loud oh by the way i'm not a i'm, I'm not a hundred percent altruistic i do I, I would like to live comfortably, but beyond, <laughs> but beyond living comfortably, I do want to give back. I awesome. like he heaping a huge amount of praise on me. <laughs> it's, but that just building off, it is okay to want things for yourself as well. Like that's totally fine. You mentioned something about being selfish, making the podcast. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's totally fine. If you want something to yourself, but that was, that was from before, as far as stereotype mm -hmm. and stigma, um i think stigma is the is the big brother to stereotype mm. um because nice. if you if you have a stereotype if you have something that you associate with a group of people that is a generalization that isn't always correct like like a generalization would be Oh God, no! Okay, I'm not gonna put my foot in my mouth and say well, something it, wild. Well, it's a stereotype, so it's it's okay to like if it's done in the context of like. Yeah, I was I was trying to I was trying to make a like I was trying to make a comparison, but so a stereo like racist stereotypes. We all know racist stereotypes. Yeah. Um, we we attribute we attribute one thing to a group of people, um, 
but a stigma is 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 somewhere between a stereotype and a taboo mm. where it is it is it is something that you attribute to a group of people in a even more negative not acceptable light um as far as that's concerned um like i was going to talk a little bit more about medication okay. and um yeah. and uh and the idea of of being labeled mentally ill Mm. Um, that's something that I taking my abnormal psychology class, uh, how many moons ago was, was very, it talked a lot about that because for so many people, a label is either empowering or it makes it, or it makes you feel weak. It, it could be one or the other. If you, if you go, yes, I have this thing. Um, I know what it is. I can fight it. Or I have this thing. I'm permanently branded for the rest of my life with this. Mm -hmm. um, and for most of us, it sounds like in in this conversation, we're able to acknowledge these these labels, these ideas, these diagnoses as as things that we live with and we can conquer. But for a lot of people, it isn't. And for a lot of people that hear that, it immediately colors a conversation. I have depression. Well, you're a sad sack. That's mm -hmm. not the same thing. Yeah. Uh, it'll never, it'll never be the same thing. Um, or the moment somebody brings up something even worse. I mean, my oh God, my mother has Parkinson's mm -hmm. and you want to talk about stigma. Um, she has tremors. She, she's constantly shaking mm -hmm. almost like how a boxer bobs and weaves. Yeah. And people mm -hmm. see her walking down the street and shuffling and they think she's drunk. Yeah. Um, and it's a it's like for her specifically her illness is not who she is it's just something she deals with in the same way that medication is it is medication should be a tool that a person can use to enhance their own life um i had a problem with medication for a long time i saw everybody in my family get medications and i thought they were weak people for it um and the thought of getting medication made me feel weak um thankfully i i confronted that problem and at the end with with guidance from my therapist she said i didn't need medication but i really had to reconcile with that idea that it wouldn't have made me weak and i to this day i do not believe that it makes someone weak. It is just a tool that a person can use hmm. um, to adjust their life. And for somebody, my, my girlfriend has generalized anxiety disorder and that's how she sees her medication. It's something that she uses to her advantage. She's learned how to cope without it, but if it enhances her daily well-being and it doesn't affect anything else, go for it. That That's not to say that everybody's medication story and everybody's access to medication is universal and fantastic. Yeah. Of course it's not. Of course there's always going to be problems. Of course there's going to be people who decide medication over treatment. I had a conversation with somebody about that the other day, but that's beside the point. Um, but these tools do exist and under the right guidance, um, regardless of stigma, we can all benefit from it. I, I, I at least believe that's an awesome perspective to come. I'm really happy that you, you mentioned that. Actually, I never even, that never occurred to me. Medic, 
medication stigma, the stigma medication. Oh, like, you know, because I uh, went a few weeks ago to my psychologist to talk about medication because I, I felt really down and I didn't know if it was seasonal or what. And after talking to him, he said, it just sounds like I, I still have a slight anxiety disorder and that he wanted to prescribe me something. But I said, you know, at this moment, I'm not going to take that. Uh, and he said, okay, you know, he goes, I would suggest and, you know, upping your vitamin D then, you know, because that might help and stuff like that. So, and, and, and maybe it is, you know, because I'm just, you know, it's not pride, but I'm just like, you know, I'm so, I feel like I'm so close because it's gotten so better through therapy. It's, it, it, it went down from like having three or four panic attacks a day at one point to now weeks go by and I don't have anything. And uh, my therapist, one of my therapists has said that it could be, um, I can go maybe even 10 years without it. Some people have gone like decades without panic attacks. So I said, awesome. So that's what I'm shooting for. At least that's what I told my my, th- my new therapist last week. And yeah, so the stigma with, with medication, that's awesome. I never even, never even thought of that. <laughs> so thank you so much for bringing that up and saying that I am not my illness. When you said that, I was like, yeah, I was like, I am not my illness. Like, stop the stigmas. <laughs> <laughs> um, and well, that's actually that's actually for us being stuck inside all day. Uh, vitamin D, going outside, um, talking to people like see, seasonal. I believe it's seasonal. Effective. This disaffective or I was going to say disaffect. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the thing. People can get depressed from being stuck inside all day and stuff. That doesn't mean you have depression. It just sucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's. Yeah. You, you're not. You're not going to be okay all the time. But you know, at the very least, you can maybe go out for. Uh, there, there are a lot of. Well, we mentioned we might talk about coping mechanisms. I don't know how long it's going to go. But your doctor said vitamin D intake. Go outside. That could probably help a lot too. Yeah. So. Who that's, knows? That's what I incorporated now. I, I, I like forced myself for a while to like at least take a walk 10 minutes a day, even if it's raining, whatever, like just go outside and walk. Even if it's cloudy, just go outside and walk, get the fresh air, get that different oxygen that's circulating outside than the same one that's circulating in here. And, you know, and, and that actually changed my mood. So it's really awesome. Uh, to yeah, we're working out, too, can help with that. Um, but what um, also the the expression I, I, I came across this recently about uh going out for air it doesn't necessarily mean like you were saying you you could get like air outside air inside but it could also it usually is in reference to people with mood disorders who who a change of atmosphere would be more beneficial so like if you're having a panic attack going out into an open space where you could feel relaxed potentially that's great Uh, or somebody with depression who's stuck inside all day change of pace could help with the mood stuff like that yeah so that's helped me definitely yeah well you know Emmett, thank you so much for sharing and i'm gonna pass it on to allison because i know allison i think you wanted to say some stuff to uh kind of wrap this up right ask ask something about um uh maybe some questions and then we go into some maybe uh listing some of the uh coping mechanisms and stuff like that right uh so Angie does have to go, unfortunately. So, um, but I just wanted to say again, thank you for being on this podcast and helping Angie. Um, so um, one thing I just, question that I had for you, John, um, was what do you do when you're not feeling that great? How do you, um, how do you get out of that like rut or um, it's, it's, I, I guess like when you're not feeling good and like you don't want to do anything 
with your anxiety or so we're like, what do you do? Oh, yeah. Um, that's changed throughout the years. So what I do today I mean, was different than a month ago, like I said. So uh, like I said, now I go out. I, I, uh, I, you know, drink water. Make sure I'm hydrated. Make sure I eat. Make sure I'm rested. If that doesn't work, um, I try to go for walks. I try to call people to see how they're doing and get try to get out of my own head, try to help other people. Uh, prayer is very big in my life, so I pray to my higher power. Um, I ask my higher power to be with me during anxiety or any sadness or anything like that. But like I said, after six weeks of my, of like you know this, uh, my pastor was talking for six weeks about uh, life is meaningless. <laughs> but his whole point was basically saying that like there's a season for everything, and like when you feel that down, that um it's supposed to be that way. So now that I incorporated that into my um when I'm feeling down that like, this is, this is your, this is your page, John, your page today is that, you know, like, uh, like Emmett was saying, you, it's not, you're not going to be feeling good all the time. And like, that's the time when I'm not feeling good. I got to, you know, I tell myself now, John, you're just not going to feel good, buddy. You're just not going to feel good. And that's okay. Like, like Angie was saying, that's okay. So now I incorporated all, now I have a new tool. So it's always some tools that are getting, you know, uh, swapped out or reused or whatever, rebrandished. And just I just use the, the best of my abilities, all the tools I got. And uh, they all seem to work because I'm still here and I'm pretty happy. I'm pretty freaking happy. I have a pretty awesome life. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Emmett, do you have a question for him? Any questions? Took me, took me a little bit to hit the unmute because it's uh, a little noisy over here. Um, <laughs> Um, any questions? Um, I was thinking along the lines of when, when is it a good idea to, I, I, long story short, I had an interaction with somebody recently where mm -hmm. they were going through a, a, a hard time, a tough time, and it got really serious really quickly. And when when is it a good idea to or or when do you feel it's acceptable to tell this person to seek help and you need and you need to walk away um it just for more clarity this person just had a really tough day and then by the end of the day i had just i had met them like a week prior mm -hmm. but they start talking about how uh they start having suicidal ideation. They, they legitimately just out of the blue, hey, I don't trust myself driving home tonight. Uh, levels of serious. And I, I, helped, I helped talk them through it. I helped, you know, talk them back to their, I guess, sanity is the best word. And they moved on. Um, and and they were like we we took them home. They left their car. We figured that out after the fact. Um, everything was handled responsibly, and everybody was safe. Mm -hmm. um, but then they start making jokes. This person who had the who had their issue started making jokes that I was now their therapist, and that I was the one to go to for their emotional problems. Uh, I immediately told them that's not happening, and that they need to go seek actual help. But when for for things that are less serious like that if if you have a person in your life that you want to help 
when would be a good time to say, I'm not good enough to help you. You need to seek actual help. Yeah. Um, thank you. Uh, I, I, I mean, I sponsor and have sponsored many people throughout my years in recovery. Um, I had a sponsee actually overdose and die. Um, sometimes when I try to help somebody um, throughout my experience, I have learned that I'm not as powerful as I would like to be when it comes to waving a magic wand and making this person's dilemmas, problems, whatever that may be, disappear. So helping another human being is a very beautiful and a, a very, um, not just on, not like honorable, but like, um, it's an honor to be able to help somebody. So that being said, you know, having my own boundaries of knowing when that, when, when I need to say, you know, I'm a human being, you know, like let them know I'm a human being. My, my first sponsor said, you know, when I said something to him to that effect that he was like, you know, the best, he was like, bro, I'm just a human being. He goes, I want you to know that. He says, I'm going to fail you. And I'm going to, there's going to be a time I'm going to fail you or it just in general, I'm going to fail you every time because I'm a human being. And that hit me really hard because he's trying to say he's not perfect. And I think that if I'm ever helping somebody, I, I, I know that that would come up where I would tell them like, I'm just, I'm just a person. I'm going to fail you. If you're going to put your, all your stock in me or any, any, whatever your stock is in me, I'm going to fail you because I'm human and, and I, and my powers are limited as a human being in that, like, you know, I'll listen. And, uh, if you, if you want feedback, ask me, uh, if you want, if you want any advice, ask me, um, I don't know how qualified I am to give advice to anybody, but just being there, like you mentioned, or some other people mentioned here before, just sitting with someone listening and talking and just being a human being. See, you know, with all the education and all the pieces of paper that we get at the end of this, the major part is not sounding good. The major part is actually wanting to be a human being and sit with another human being and try to just have uh, empathy with them and, and compassion for them and for myself. I have to make sure that I'm not going to put my emotions, I'm not going to like be codependent and put any anything before them. Like I'm important. I'm important just as they're important. So I can't let anybody try to put too much um, stock in me. But I also know that I, I have good limits. They're God-given limits and that I can help as much as I can. But I'm not saving anyone and they're not saving me. And we're just helping each other because I get more I get more out of sitting with someone, listening to them talk than giving advice or anything like that. You know what I mean? Like just sitting and listening actually helps me out more and that's why sitting and listening to you guys and being on my podcast helped me out in ways that you probably guys don't understand because it's opened my eyes to just a lot of things and the way you guys were speaking and talking was very inspiring to me so you just inspired me if that means anything that now I can go on and continue doing what I do here so I don't know if that answered the question but you know that's the that's what I got I mean it was a pretty heavy question just put on you at last minute and that was a fantastic response and it and it does it does illustrate something that i was thinking of was i because i 
I was trying to help them and I realized that I couldn't do what they needed. Um, <laughs> and that was, that was tough for me to get over. Um, I, I only had known the person for how long, but when somebody says something serious like that, okay, I need to help someone, you know, that's the, hopefully that's what mode people go into more often than not. But I had a, it was really emotionally draining doing that and i was not going to make that a regular thing i had to recognize my own limits like you said um so i mean yeah the 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 best you can do is is listen and be human and when you hit your limits you got to let the other person know that you can't you can't be what they need if 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 that's the case yeah 100 percent. you know make sure i don't fall i don't fall into the um trying to rescue or trying to you know be yeah. the martyr like those th- those are yep. some things I, can, I i'm speaking about myself like i can slip into those those roles and uh, i'm watching myself more and make sure that like when i need when i have plans when i'm doing something you know if it's an emergency i might have to deter from my plans but nowadays for the most part i, I stick to what i'm doing if they really truly somebody really truly needs me i'll know it like I, it's different now than it was in the beginning of my journey but thanks for asking that i really appreciate it and thank you for being on here and allison did you have um any of those resources i think you were yes. talking about yes so, thank so you, you have, um... um so both of these i found actually on instagram one of them is called cerebral mm-hmm. um so basically it's like it's they're either free or very inexpensive for those who don't have a therapist so website is get uh cerebral sorry get c-e-r-e-b-r-a-l.com mm-hmm. or there's also something called Talkspace, mm-hmm. um and that website is linktr.ee slash talk and that's for people who don't have therapists or are looking to find either like either free or inexpensive therapy and if you go to their websites or their instagrams it'd be really helpful and also those dealing with addiction or alcoholism there's 12 step programs available and one of them um, is uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, and you can find in-person and virtual meetings at nyintergroup.org. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's just—I just wanted to share a couple of resources in case anyone was wondering who was listening to this. Yeah, that's excellent, awesome. So now people have some resources. I know one of my friends was talking about. Um, nica which is nicotine anonymous so like you know they gave those resources out um then and and that's cool yeah yeah so i didn't even know that existed back you know i was able to attend one of those zooms i don't smoke but i was with someone that was quitting and it was just so awesome and like these resources are available and we're gonna have you back for part two right i believe yes all right so next week we'll have that and um this has been great so i'd like to think i know angie had to leave but Thank you so much to, to Angie that came on. And Emmett, thank you so much for, for coming on and, and being a part of this as well. And Allison, too. Is there any last words you want to say before I cut this off? Anything you want to say to anybody out there? Um, just if you're struggling, you're you're not alone. And that there's people that know what you're going through. And that there's, there's help out there for you. And... Um, Thank you, John, so much for having us on here. Thanks, Allison. Emmett, anything? No, just thank you for having me. Um, I love talking about stuff that could 
actually be worth a damn at the end of the line. And uh, I would love to come on and talk about other stuff if people are so inclined. Yeah, that's about it. Thank you for having me. Excellent. Thank you guys for being on. Awesome.